Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Listening to Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. We appreciate you as always joining us for the next three hours. We want to hear from you on the text line 704 570 9610. Again, the number is 704 570 9610. Wes came in with the energy. He said, Happy Friday. Yeah, man. Then he said, Hold on. It's Friday. It's been <laughs> a great week for you, Fiddy. It's probably collectively, in totality, the week that you have been in the best mood considering Monday through Friday. And I don't know what it is, but I said this yesterday, Wes, maybe you can agree with me. When Fiddy is in a good mood, when we're all in a good mood, that's kind of how radio works. Mm-hmm. Half the battle is being in a good mood. Definitely, man. You have to come in with that energy, the vibes, and then that sets the tone from there. And so uh, we're doing pretty good. You brought me back to Stakes is Hot vibes. Um, (laughs) Fiddy, you've been in the best mood. I feel like that's made the show better this week because you've been so dynamic by also being in a good mood with a great attitude. Yeah, look, I'm not one to deny that I am a... uh Let's just say what it is. I'm a moody bastard, and like, and I own that. And you okay. wonder, man, why is, why is he not upset? This is what happens when I have no sports teams for an entire week to ruin my life. Oh, that's true. It's a <laughs> great point because the Mets have not disappointed you. And their first game was was it last night? Their first game, or is it tonight? No, nope, it's tonight. They okay. start a three game set with the Dodgers. So that I mean, that's part of it. And, you know, my guy Novak Djokovic just made his way into the final at Wimbledon. He's 44 straight wins at center court. I got something for you on Flashback Friday later about Djokovic. Oh, do you have my Snicker bar you promised to buy me? Yes, I will get you one. I don't have it. I'm a little worried, though, because I'm not going to go. I can't. I just can't go into the details as to why I'm going to get Fiddy a Snickers bar. This is why we need a off-the-record podcast. Would you even share this information, even if it was an off-the-record podcast? Because I'm an open book. Despite the title, it would be on the record, considering it's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if we could really do that. But me and Wes, we have been begging Fiddy to not make a certain decision that he was contemplating. <laughs> we have been begging him. That's not far-fetched. It is not at all. Begging might just be an understatement. It, understatement. We were outright mad at him. But it seems like Fiddy is going in the right direction in life based off this decision. That's right. And I'm going to get him a Snickers bar to reward him. As you should. <laughs> you want me to add in, Fiddy? You want something? You want me to throw you a little something extra in there, too? Hey, you want some combos? While you at it? 
Yeah, you know, there's there's a pair of shoes on the sneakers app. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh... the University Blues. West West will get you the University Blues, and I'll get you a Snickers bar. Ooh, no, nah, we didn't agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. That seems fair. I want him to be in a good mood. West, do something for the show, man. Come on, let's right, well, get him in a good food, attitude. You know? All right, combos and a Snickers bar. That might be the better thing to go with here. Uh, we have some people writing in. Happy Fitty Friday. Yes, you can do that. I don't know what a Fitty Friday entails, but I think it entails actually a Luke Holmes concert tonight. Mm. That's part of it. Yeah, me and Flounder, we're going. We're not going to see the best of the two shows because Riley Green and Laney Wilson, they're not going to be in action tonight, but uh, pretty excited. And, and and this is how, you know, Flounder and I dress like slobs because y'all point out whenever I wear a polo that it's, it's oh, what's what's Fitty wearing a polo for? It, I always wonder. I do. Well, so did Mac this morning. He was like... <laughs> And Flowers ain't even wearing a UNC polo. I'm wearing a Carolina polo, but he's wearing a polo, so it's a big night for us, you know? We're actually getting out of the house. We have a few beers at the doghouse. I'm excited for you. I don't... I'm excited when you and Flounder get out of the house and you guys go explore the world. Let's let's get off the bus. I don't want to go another day without hearing the intro. We've done it a couple times. <laughs> I want to play the intro. We can still talk nonsense. Let's pull up to the scene. Maybe we're not ready for game action, but we're here to give you the nonsense. Pull up to the scene. Let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! In light of the Luke Holmes concert tonight, and also ACC Media Day is coming up, Wes. Yes. You're all, you've always, you, you are always ready to go, right? This is how you are, ACC Digital Network. This is your bag. This no is your about time it. to shine. No doubt about it. It's baby. a great time of year. I absolutely love it. Biddy is going to get to go to the ACC dinner for the first time in his life. Yes. Because of that, Biddy came to us and said, hey, maybe this could be something that we make content of. But also, Biddy is trying to get his game right. He wants to get his attire right, not just wearing a North Carolina polo, but yeah. getting some actual. <laughs> Looking like he's a part of the, uh, the the SID for North Carolina. Yeah, I'm part of the scouting staff here. Right. <laughs> I'm just evaluating what we could bring to the basketball team. He really wants, I don't know if real clothes is the right thing, but just something different for ACC dinner. Are you down to have our own version of Fitty Extreme Makeover Wesson Walker? Edition? No doubt about it. When he told me, I said yes, resoundingly. Let's do this thing. I'll meet you wherever, and we'll get this thing done. I'll have you nice and uh, spiffy for the dinner. What are you thinking? What What does Fitty need to do? Because he's done a little of the beard trimming lately. Yeah. I think some of this peer pressure from us has started to work on Yeah, Fitty. we got to start there. I, I might take him to my barber and get him a nice Please true tri- trim Please of do. that beard, first and foremost. Then we're going to get him a nice shirt that accentuates his color, the skin tone, and the vibe while all... You know, all the while catching the mood of one Josh Fitty Marlowe, <laughs> getting him some nice slacks, and then we'll accentuate it with the shoes because we're pocket watching. I know he's got money, so he can't sit up there and tell me he can't afford what we're going to get. Fitty has been more forthcoming with information about his personal <laughs> life this week than he ever has. And this is not necessarily a closed book, as he just mentioned. What are some of the things you want to take care of, though, before we actually go to this ACC dinner and you go out even maybe a little bit more so and explore the QC? What do you mean? Well, what is something you want? Like, you came to us talking about needing some advice on what to wear. Are you worried about your pants? Are you worried about some kind of shirt that you need to wear? I just want to know what it is that you're most worried about. Yes, I need I need everything. Okay. I mean, I've, got, I've got black dress pants from Willie's Wedding. 
I've got a sport coat from Willie's Wedding. So if I need to go sport coat, I've got that already in the bag. What I don't have is is a good couple of shirts to wear, you know, because we got at the dinner. Then we're going to be out there for ACC Media Day. And, like, when we went to basketball last year, I showed up in a Hornets polo, you, <laughs> which, right. which Tony Bennett really appreciated. You showed up in your one in, in your one shirt you wear every time you go out. Hey there, one shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then you remember Willie was, like, dressed to the nine, so I just don't want to be underdressed when I'm out there on Thursday talking, you know, helping you get these coaches and, and whatnot to come by and talk to us. So, it is a good, it's a good point you bring up, maybe inadvertently, but we do have our different styles that we'll bring while understanding the assignment. Because I have to imagine, I don't remember Wes's outfits because that would be weird. But Wes, I have to imagine that you brought a little spice to the occasion the last few years, anytime we go to the ACC Media Days. What have you worn before? Because I'm oh, sure man. we can even find some of this on social media back yeah, then. Yeah, and so for the last couple of years, I've dressed a little bit down because I've really just been doing more field producing there. But the first few, when I was really doing tons of on-camera stuff, yeah, man, we were getting to it suited and booted, bow ties. <laughs> I mean, I had different things I did for different years, man. And, I, and, and I've got some stuff cooked up uh, for this year as well because our social media uh, our social media manager, the ACCDN, she told me to make sure I'm, I'm dressing nice every day because we're going to have that mean the to drip you, cam. Oh, that means get, you know, that just means come with the flag. You know what I'm saying? So I'm already cooking up ideas in my head. Of Wes, what I'm I still, do. I think I need more specifics though. I'm saying you're well, suited and booted. That means more flav. I need you to. Well, I can't give away my ideas for like this year because you're just gonna have to get it to the photos. But that means I'm just gonna <laughs> come with something that's dope that I know other people won't be wearing. Putting the combinations together, I already have uh, a few ideas in my mind. I'm excited. But yeah, man. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna come with it. I'm probably just gonna be plain Jane. Fitty's gonna do <laughs> a completely different look. You're going to have something wild because that's just what you are. You're Wild West. That's what people call you all the time, or at least they are going to now. So I'm excited to see what everyone is going to do at ACC Media Days. Smitty from the city, great question here, Fitty, for you. Got a lot of itties here. Fitty, your first mistake is wearing a polo to a country concert. It is an interesting idea. I guess I didn't realize that you would be wearing a polo to a country concert. Well, I thought about bringing out my vintage Michael Jordan jersey because I do know a lot in country music. You do see some country boys that they'll bring out like jerseys when they go to these events and stuff like that. Here's the problem. I'm very, very white and very, very pale. And I didn't want to have to bother bringing sunscreen and making sure I didn't get burnt. And I'm not really confident in my arm. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been going to the gym for the last six months like you have, Walker. So, and like, if I'm at least going to try, if I were to meet a woman... Or a woman were to see, you know, at least want to look somewhat presentable. I'd love for both of you to try, to be honest. Both you and Flounder, just a couple of wingmen yeah. at the Luke Combs concert. Everybody's having a good time. By the way, I just now realized this. He was talking about how people will wear jerseys at a country concert. How great would it be to see a Bryant Reeves jersey at a country oh, concert? Oh, man, that would be great. Big country. <laughs> that would be. Or Fitty to wear a custom jersey that said Lil Country. Oh, Lil yeah. Lil Country. I, yeah. I want to bring that back. That, that had its, Country. That had its light for like two months, and then, <laughs> and then it kind of went away. But I remember you calling him Lil Country. Yeah, All man. Right, speaking of basketball, at least we can get to one bullet point here on getting off of the bus. We do need to talk about the hilarious and yet embarrassing first quarter disaster in Summer League last night. I don't know how much you guys watched it. I didn't watch the first five minutes of the game last night. 
I did not expect to tune in after missing five minutes of the first quarter and still see a goose egg attached to the Charlotte Hornets. Fitty, you have this directly, if I'm not mistaken, but the Hornets went the first eight minutes and 43 seconds without scoring a single point, or did you just make that up? It was it was some eight-minute drought. Yeah, it was a long time. Regardless, it was 18 to nothing before the Charlotte mm-hmm. Hornets scored. Kobe Simmons, Summer League, G League, Charlotte Hornets lifer Kobe Simmons made a floater to break the drought, make it like 18 to 2. The Hornets would only score five points, five in the first quarter to fall to fall to a 25 to 5 deficit at the end of the first period. Now, they actually came back and made this a little bit of a competitive game, which was shocking. And they only lost by six points, 89 to 83. But, Wes, I don't know how much you paid attention to it. I don't know. Just I want to hear your thoughts on what you might be thinking in that moment. Yeah. To watch the Charlotte Hornets go scoreless for that long, it was embarrassing. Luckily for them, they went plus 15 in the second quarter, but five points in in a quarter, (laughs) and you have NBA personnel out there. Granted, these guys may not be superstars. They might not be all-stars, all-NBA, anything of the like. But still, basketball is your profession. You remember when Leonidas asked them on the mountain when they said you didn't bring enough soldiers, and he said he asked each of them, of the other armies, what were their professions? And they were carpenters, they were plumbers, and things like that. And then he asked the Spartans what was their profession, and they let out the resounding war cry, and he said, I bought more soldiers than you. Why do I say all that to say NBA basketball and basketball is your profession? You had five guys on the court, and you scored five points in a quarter. That is embarrassing. It was bad. And James Booknight... BG just wrote in on the text line by book night. Now he was actually the only saving grace here at the yeah, end. He of this finally game. woke up just a little bit. Yeah, uh, he must have heard us. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it took too long late enough. To apologize. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> I mean, James Booknight scored 28 points to be exact. He actually had it going from deep. He uh, was the only one really scoring in the second half. I think 17 in the fourth. Did he yeah. go for that much? 28 points total in this game for James Booknight. But this is kind of the problem with him. At the end of the regular season this past year, he showed you a little something to actually maybe put his foot in the door to give himself another opportunity. And then we have this entire summer league session, and he doesn't do anything impressive until the third and fourth quarter of this past game in what was an embarrassing start to this game against the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't think it's enough to change your opinion on James Booknight. I wonder if this is at least good tape for another team to see and maybe want to take a chance on him, but it has to be too late for James Booknight here with the Charlotte Hornets long term. Yeah, he'll continue to get a chance because he was an NBA first-round draft pick, and so there'll be, there will be a team or a coach that will say, hey, we can get something out of this kid. Let me get with him. I know his dad or I knew this coach or that coach, but <laughs> with the Charlotte Hornets, I just don't think that it's going to be working out, especially with the personnel that they brought in this offseason. One guy you didn't see out there is Brandon Miller shut down at the very beginning before they tipped off. uh, The Hornets revealed that they were not going to be playing Brandon Miller or Kai Jones, by the way, for the rest of the summer league session. What do we make of that decision? We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll get to some Panthers rank radio. ESPN gave us a plethora of content. They gave you the top 10 players at each position on a football field ranked by NFL executives and NFL personnel. How about that? We'll get to some of those rankings in just a moment. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC.
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Wesson Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ talking Hornets Summer League. Salty Pirate wrote in. Hornets Summer League performance is proof. They have a long way to go. How they may be in the running for the number one pick next year. I don't know if I go that far. I hope not, to be Man, honest with you. There's a lot of guys out there that won't be playing uh, significant minutes. That'd be another injury-laden season. That'd be really disappointing. Right. Really not a ton of internal improvement. But he's actually not far off based off what a lot of national NBA pundits are expecting from them. You've seen this. Have you seen some of the over-under totals from, for instance, Matt Moore of the Action Network? Actually watches the Hornets a lot compared to other NBA pundits. And he had their over-under, just his own, because he works for the Action Network, so it's going to be gambling-based sure. in some of this. And he had, I think, something like 27, like it was last year. Maybe maybe 30, but it was low. And everybody was quote tweeting it and responding to it said, man, this is way low. Did you guys watch what the Hornets were doing last year? That Miles Bridges didn't play a single possession. LaMelo Ball only played 36 games. He had so many different injuries. It can't be that bad. I'll knock on wood. I will, because I understand that I don't want to tempt fate. Mm -hmm. It's not like (laughs) we've had an abundance of good luck. So I, I get I technically, yes, I guess it could get worse. But goodness gracious, that would be amazing in an awful way if it got any worse compared to what we had last year. How, it's only it only can get better on an injury standpoint. Yeah, I see their over under win total at thirty one and a half, and I mean to me, if they come back yeah, fully constructed and low. if you get Miles uh, at the level close to what he was before he left, I would like to think that they could get more than 31 and a half wins. We always feel like Vegas knows more than what we know. So I think that's a, a bit low for the Hornets as well. Well, and they do this. Remember the last couple of years, maybe even the last three years of Borrego's tenure, Borrego had them reach the over. And this so this happens with Charlotte because of what teams just think of them. They might not be great, but they're a little better than what the expectations might say. For instance, here we are talking about them competing for a play-in spot, right? You just said the over-under is set at 32, 31 and a half. 31 and a half. The 10 seed last year in the Toronto Raptors, they were 41 and 41. They were 500. Now, that's still a little better than what you usually expect for some of those 10 seeds and play-in spots. But if they had 31 wins, Wes, and you compared it to what the standings were last year, they'd finish in the exact same spot as they did last year at 27 and 55. Orlando was 34 and 48. 
Now, part of this is the Eastern Conference being better because they were good last year. And who's going to get worse, right? Milwaukee's going to be good. Boston's going to be good. Philadelphia's going to be good. Cleveland. New York isn't going to get much worse, in my opinion. I think Brooklyn is going to hold steady enough. No, they won't have KD and Kyrie, but I think they'll hold steady enough. Atlanta. Miami was an eight seed. We saw them get to the finals. Who knows about Chicago, Toronto, it's it's tough to it's tough to try to figure out. Okay, Charlotte's going to be better than that team because I'm not even done to be honest with you. Yeah. Indi- Indiana, Orlando's going to get better. Yeah, tough I, I, I think when you look at and we know that the NBA doesn't uh, really make an emphasis on the divisions, but when you look at Charlotte's division, it's tough because Orlando's not going to be a pushover. And to me, they're an ascending team. The Miami Heat, they look like they're on the verge of getting Damian Lillard any day now. So they're going to be right. a force still. And so when when you look at those squads and then the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, we know the rivalry that they have with the Hornets. They have DeJounte Murray. They have Trey Young. So they're still going to be a formidable team. They may not be a great team, but and they'll they just be extended formidable. Murray, so they're not moving yeah, off of them. And Caesar Sportsbook has the Hornets at 29 and a half, but a couple of the other ones have them at 31 and a half. Their tournament drawing is their five for the tournament drawing is tough as well. So the Hornets and the reason why you emphasize the divisions is because those are the teams that you play the most. So that's where you can get some wins there to try to help you a little bit. And so the Hornets, when you look at the division, all the the teams are ascending. And so the Hornets are really going to have to take that step and prove that the team from two years ago was ready to step up with the additions of Mark Williams and a few of the other young guys and are ready to do what they did that year and beyond. Just another point on the conferences. Fiddy, this kind of reminds me of the All-Star game where the National League lost nine straight times just because there was clearly one league better. In the NBA, it's always been the Western Conference better than the Eastern Conference, at least since the 2000s, at least since Michael Jordan wasn't playing in the NBA. Then the West took overs. MJ's out. It's our time. Spurs, you up. L.A., you up. Even Dallas, go ahead and win a title in between here and there and get to the finals, right? Yeah. Like, the Eastern Conference got a star from the West in Jalen Brunson. The Eastern Conference got a star from the West in Donovan Mitchell. You might get another star from the West in Damian Lillard. It makes it hard over here on this part of the country now. That's what I'm saying. And the Hornets aren't getting any of them. (laughs) Now, you're hoping that you have some of this internal improvement and you get a star in the East because LaMelo just becomes a superstar because he already is an all-star. That's factual. He already has that appearance. He's got to stay healthy, but he can be that kind of guy. That's why you don't think about it and you give him the rookie max extension with the trade kicker, who cares, whatever. All the incentive to keep him. But it's going to be tough. Eastern Conference, it's not... Your yeah, older they, brother, they, they have an uphill climb. It doesn't feel like I should say it's not your father's Eastern Conference because <laughs> East, it, it might be, but it's not your older brother's Eastern Conference. No, it your is Your older not. brother's Eastern Conference watched the Western Conference dominate for so long. Um, speaking of another internal star, we could talk about is Brandon Miller. Okay, could he be someone that produces this year and beyond, right? Just whenever he could get that all-star appearance, whenever he could be considered one of the better players. Did not play in last night's game, will not play, and yes, one more summer league game against Minnesota will happen on Saturday, so we're not quite done, but I expect them to only have one more. No more Brandon Miller, though. Wes, we talked about it a little bit. I know you wanted to see him play. Do you understand why they're holding him out? Um, Or 
do you not really see all that great of a reason and you want no, to see him the rest of the I don't of because it looked kind of weak to me because you wait until he has a great game from a statistical standpoint, then you want to sit him down. And so I just feel like you have to continue to let him get the reps because he's shown you in the games prior to that that he still needs to play and get all the reps he can against the Spurs, 16 and 11. But you were 5 of 15 from the field, 3 of 10 from 3. The Lakers, you're 0 of 7 from 3, 4 of 18 from the field, 10 points. We know about the fouls. Uh, you know, you like the assist numbers that you see there. But for the for his tenure during the summer league, 35% from the field, 26% from three. Those are not the numbers uh, that you go into the summer league wanting to see. And I think he just needs to continue to grow and play the NBA game, even though it's not a lot of guys out there that you're going to see necessarily on a night in, night out basis. But I think he could just use all of the seasoning that he can get, especially the fact that after this, you're not going to play organized NBA caliber basketball for quite some time so I don't like it it just looked like okay we just ready for him to have a good game and then we can sit him down Wimby I understand I still didn't like that one either just just let him play see I you make good points I know you're (laughs) for sure we can be up on the game as to why they might sit him yeah but I'm also I I feel pretty confident that not many other people are going to put much thought into what you just did And so it's like, if you're the Hornets, you could stand to have a little grace on a PR front. Gotcha. That's true. You know, like, okay. Which is what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brandon Miller goes out, has a good game. Everybody's feeling great. I'm not going to put him out there and have him go four (laughs) of 12. Yeah. Why do that? Let's go ahead and have the fan base feeling great. The fan base that booed the pick on draft night, which is lame as hell in my opinion. But that fan base that booed the pick coming on draft night, the mascot who dipped his head in despair after Brandon Miller was the pick. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give Hugo a break, okay? Yeah. Let's give Hugo something to look forward to. Plus, you do, even if it's a little weak, it's just maybe a little bit of a stretch on my part, but it is real. You at least avoid game time injury. At least you can avoid that, and you don't have any Scoot Henderson mess that's going on with Portland where it doesn't look like it's going to be long-term. But Portland's like, all right, well, we just won't play him anymore. This would be stupid. I don't want to get him hurt after he already got his shoulder banged up. So I'm cool with them sitting Brandon Miller right now. Kai Jones, by the way, just to get it clear, Kai Jones is only sitting out because they wanted to give James Najee a start. James Najee, you have a real decision to make with him. Is he going to go back to Barcelona, or do you just want to say, "Look, we'll pay the we'll we'll pay the buyout. I think it's like eight hundred and twenty-five thousand. We'll pay the buyout. We'll have him come over, and he's going to be on the roster." And that's what you're seeing right now, Wes. I don't know how much you watch. I know I keep asking that. James Najee last night defensively, Fitty, who, buddy? I know you can make fun <laughs> of me all you want. He's wild. He's all over the place. He is. He's very active. Woo! I mean, that guy. There, there was one where he just didn't get. Any help whatsoever on pick and roll. Just zero. Bryce McGowan's, I love him. But, man, he's he's a, he's a turnstile. Nick Smith Jr., love what he gave you in the last game. There's not a whole lot of resistance up on the perimeter, okay? So, James Najee's just guarding pick and roll left and right. That guy is having to run from one end of the court to the other. There's one where he didn't get any help on, any, on in a pick and roll, and he had to stay out on the perimeter. His guy rolls. Probably a little late getting back, but I think he's taken up for some of the perimeter defenders. Guard throws it to his guy in the post. James Najee, foot in the court. <sighs> Let's get back to the post. And then blocks a shot. 
He blocked a hook shot last night on a seven-footer. Only four blocks posted here. Sometimes Summer League does a bad job of giving you your real stats. I think Najee actually had five. He's nuts on the defensive end. On the offensive end, I've never seen more screen set in my entire life. Mm. That's all he's doing. On the perimeter, screen, 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 roll. Don't get the ball because we don't have a point guard. Cool. Screen, screen, screen. He's fun to watch, though, defensively. And I don't think he's going to be on the roster. I think he'll play in Barcelona one more year. But he is fun to watch defensively. Yeah, and I think that when you try to look at the ceiling, it's like, okay, you know, how much better than he can he get? Because I just really hate when guys come into the NBA and just are truly limited offensively. We know which he is. Yeah, we no we, doubt. we know what coach likes as far as Coach Clifford defensively what he likes to bring to the table and we know that Najee can help a lot in those respects it would be interesting to see you know once he gets into the NBA playing against the star caliber players and and how he would do there but as far as just everything you saw the hustle there's a lot there to like and there have been a lot of players in the NBA that have played that are just like this guy so I don't see why if you're the Hornets, you don't try to bring him in and, and just see. I don't know how the salaries match or whatever the case may be, but maybe he can earn some minutes for you defensively, especially, again, I'm not sure how the Hornets feel internally about the injury plague season that they had last year, but I know that they probably feel like they can't have enough depth after the season yeah. that they had. Um, this guy's also in- it has an incredible feel for the game. And there's some discipline stuff uh, every now and then. I mean, the guy's 18, by the way. But there's, there's been so many players oh, that yeah. have come into the league that have just been defensive players that don't have a lot of offensive game that can do what he does. Well, I, I Look, you guys can make fun of me all you want to. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. This guy could be special defensively. I I think that's true. How are we going, Serge Ibaka territory here? The Kimbe Mutombo? <laughs> I don't know how special. I'm, I'm a little scared. All right, you you guys called me on on my fear. Team Olajuwon. <laughs> okay, okay, stop. I'm David sorry. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could be. Can you imagine if that was aggregated semi? WFNZ midday host says James Najee become Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon S defensively. I'm sending the audio out. I know. I know you're going to. <laughs> I'm going to see that. Hey, People clout gonna, chasing. We're all clout chasing. Let's get the clout. People are going to make fun of me. I'm going to ask around, who was the leak? It was going to be like in the office when the printers were exploding. And I'm asking, who was the leak that told the press that the printers were exploding? Who told the press that Walker thinks Najee is Chamberlain? Who's going to be like, I don't know. And it was him the whole time. Would we really have to ask? No, you wouldn't. Who else would be capable point. of such a feat here? It would actually look stupid if I said, well, what? You know, who who did it? I can't I can't imagine. I can't think of who did that. You I know, just wonder how think. much would you change if you went viral? Because, I mean, there was a different Palazzo <laughs> that came in the studio on Tuesday after going viral over the weekend. Well, I have I've been aggregated one time in my life and it took it took storm a little bit. It was a trade proposal that I talked about with DeAndre Ayton. So this would have been, I don't know, was it a year and a half ago? I think we were talking about that. The Hornets were rumoredly interested in DeAndre Ayton before even this last postseason run, before the Monty Williams-DeAndre Ayton relationship became untenable. I had, we were just talking about hypothetical trades, not reporting. I don't report. I don't report anything. West does. West does, yes. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah. are you talking about the, the Charlotte coach thing? Is well, that what you're talking about? Remember his first ever tweets or whatever? He was just reporting. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I knew that's where he was going. DeAndre Presley starting for Armani Edwards. <laughs> but I wasn't reporting anything. And everybody was like, yo, Locked On Hornets host says the Hornets are interested in DeAndre Ayton. No, I didn't. I said it was a hypothetical. That's the only time I got aggregated. But you take the cloud anytime you can get it. 
Yeah, and who, listen, who are the aggregators? Do they just sit around with ten computers, six radios, and just hang out and just it's until just, they hear something that perks their ears? Up? You're just trying to get peak involvement. That's all you're doing. It's like, you know, it's just you talk about clout chasing. That's why I don't love it. Um, I think I just did the thing where we're up against a break and I teased Panther content. We didn't get to it. And this one's a little bit inexcusable because we talked about James Najee instead. I told you about teasing. I know, Fiddy. I'm sorry. You, Do, can we, can big we, tease. Can we get to one? Let, all right. I'm going to squeeze in a West Panther take before we move on to the next segment. Mm. Wes, we have ESPN Rank Radio. NFL execs were ranking the best players at each position. Can you just talk a little bit about the only player in a top 10? Brian Burns, highest ranked player at his position on the Panthers roster. He was ranked the seventh best edge rusher in the NFL with actually people ranking these players in the NFL. What do you make of Brian Burns' rank here at number seven as far as the best edge rushers in the league and him being the highest Panther? Well, you know, I think it's it's an interesting take because we've seen different lists that have him at different places, but uh, do I think it's apropos? I, I think he can he can slide in there and get that uh, because I see him eighth. Is, is that the same list you were looking at, the Jeremy Fowler? Uh, yes, yeah, so okay, I okay. saw it. No, seven, you're good. But. You're good. Uh, but, you know, in front of Khalil Mack, who's aging, I can agree with that. And ahead of Cam Jordan, who's also aging, I can agree with that. Their honorable mentions were Trey Hendrickson, Chase Young, uh, Danielle Hunter, Shaquille Barrett, and Demarcus Lawrence. So uh, I can resonate with that ranking right there. And so I think that he's earned it. And, you know, once you enter the double-digit sack range, and especially with the amount of tackles for loss that he had, uh, he had a 20% pass rush win rate that was 15th in the NFL. So I think that everything that you see there as a pass rusher, once you enter that double-digit zone, uh, I, I think that takes you into the another stratosphere as far as how people see you. And especially I think there are those who think that the fact that he doesn't have the benefit of a, a great pass rushing front seven to supplement him, I think makes him look even better in the eyes uh, of, of, of a lot of media pundits. I want to leave you with this. There was one evaluator who said, quote, if he was in San Francisco in Bosa's spot, yeah, he'd be a superstar too. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, man. We, we Yeah, when we were talking about that, I said that I could agree to an extent, but I was just talking from a marketability standpoint, not from a player perception standpoint. I oh, think no, guys I was know, just, well, look. Guys know he can play, but I think, you know, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, one of those places, yeah, he'd be... Well, I think this evaluator wasn't talking about marketability. I think he was talking about scheme, defense, well, and help and stuff. And, like, and he said he would be a superstar. So I w my interpretation yeah. of that was that he was saying that he would be on the same level as a Bosa as far as his perception and how people talk about he's this godlike pass rusher. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I looked at it as. So I guess you can throw a little bit of the perception in there. Um, but I could see a little bit because, as you talked about, the visibility, you get bigger games. You know, Nick Bosa has played in a lot of big games at this point, NFC Championship games, Super Bowls, all of those things. So that has made him the megastar that he is, gotten big sacks and big games against big-time quarterbacks. I will say, I think seventh, if you were to say, Walker, where do you think he's going to come in? And I see seventh right here, by the way, on this NFL exec rank. Okay. Right? So, so with him being seventh, I would have gone with the under on that. Like, I, I'm a little surprised, but I think this goes to show, man, the NFL – they love themselves some Brian Burns. The only guys ranked above him are Max Crosby, Hassan Reddick at number five, TJ Watt, 
Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa. I mean, we say all of those names constantly. It, they think he's the best of the next group, right? Like, because mm-hmm. we'd all put, and even Hassan Reddick, you know, it's he's been very good the last two years, still a smaller pass rush type, just not necessarily a run stopper. But everybody else probably has the complete package. Max Crosby is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm he's up ahead to speed with you now. That's my mistake, too. I'm, I'm on the list that you're on. No, you're good. Yeah. But just, I, I think it shows. <laughs> I know the Rams are the ones that were offering the two first round picks in the second, but the NFL, they value themselves some Brian Burns. Yeah. And so I think that now it's just on him to just see, you know, how bad do you want to get to that superstar status? What type of season are you going to have? New scheme, uh, new things to help you get to that next level. You've got a defensive coordinator that I'm sure wants nothing more than to help you get to the next level. So to me, it's all on it's all on B-Dub, Brian right. Byrne. Yeah, B-Dub. I like it. Um, I'm sorry <laughs> to Fitty once again. We've been doing it a lot this week, but you've been in a good mood, so you've been a little more receptive to it. We're not going to go to the first Fitty Flash. You can still hold on to whatever content you have. Give it to us in the 1 o'clock hour. But coming up next, we're going to give ECU a couple of segments. I'm going to do a rapid-fire segment to go along with Team Week. Most important conference game, biggest X factor, best coach in ECU history. All of those are part of the ECU Rapid Fire segment coming up next on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. The Pirates were the better team today, and they win it 27-22. And your biggest heartbreak. Chris Johnson bounces off a one. He's still up. Johnson to the outside has a chance. Foot race. Goodbye. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. College football is here. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. I decided I wanted to get I a little see what woo you did. in there. You need to watch the woo, man. I know. You, you, told, you literally texted me that two I days. I texted you that the other day. After I put that in the beat, by the way, yeah. you texted me. It's weird. I know me, oh, and, wow. me and Fiddy have been in this way, same wavelength. You and I are not too crazy with the hip-hop stuff, but the fact that you brought up the woo right then and there, yeah. a little weird. Yeah, man. I said you have to watch the show on Hulu, man. It's fantastic. Okay. I'm ready to see. All right. So we are back. This is the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit up the text line 704-570-9610. 
We are talking East Carolina. It is Team Week. We are putting a bow on the Pirates. Yar! Okay, so let's go. East Carolina, rapid fire. We've gone over the offense this week, defense. We've had guests on. And now it is time to finish it all up with some predictions and some rapid fire. So let's go starting off with the most important conference game. For me, gotcha. I didn't yeah. know you were going to toss it to. I didn't know if you were going to answer that or not. Sorry about that. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go right after you if you want me to start it out. I can start it out as well. Not a problem whatsoever. I will go ahead uh, and start it off here. I know it's kind of easy to just go with the team that you expect to be number one or that is ranked number one in the preseason rankings. But, Wes, I do think that Tulane at home is the one that I'm going to roll with because ECU to me is a school with Mike Houston as a coach that has shown that they can beat some of these big-time opponents. And so, yes, in a reload year, not going to expect them to win in Ann Arbor against Michigan, which I know it's conference, but just kind of setting up the stage. Don't think they're going to win against Michigan. I don't think they're going to beat App State on the road. So what are some of the big conference games, big conference or big opponents, I should say, that they're going to beat or have a chance to? I'll go with Tulane. You have three games after that, so maybe you could even give yourself some cushion to try to become bowl eligible with some possible upset at home. Yeah, that's a big one with, it, with, with the way the schedule lines up. In that environment, too. So then you're on the road two games after that home matchup against Tulane. In fact, that will be the only home game that you have within a month's worth of time. Can you pull off the upset? Can you beat the Green Wave on your only home uh, game that you have? That's the one I'm going to roll with with the most important conference content. All right, so I'm going to go with the SMU game that they have, the first one out of the (laughs) gate, okay, because you start the season out non-conference galore. You've got Michigan. You've got Marshall. You've got App State. But I'm going to go with your first conference home game. You've got SMU coming in there, and this is one of the teams that's picked to finish in the top three of the league. They are a potent offense. And yes, this may be a struggle for you, but by then Mason Garcia or whomever the quarterback is at that point, but you would hope that it's him, should have enough seasoning under the belt. They could be sitting with a nice record at that point or a 500 record. So then you get SMU in it. So you talk about that. They've got Charlotte coming up after that. We don't know quite what we'll get from them yet. But if you're able to get an SMU win coming off a Rice battle that I think they should be able to win as well, you get Charlotte, which could be a win for them as well. So it could set them up nicely in a way that you talked about for a bowl appearance. So I'm going to go with SMU right off the rip. First conference home game. That's the one for me. So moving on, their biggest X factor, and it could be offensively or defensively, but who's that person for you for the Pirates to lead the gang on the ship? All right, we can talk about it a little bit more too at 2 o'clock when we give you the final predictions on the season and stuff. You might clown me a little bit for taking the easy way out again. I'm going to go with Garcia. I'm going to go with their quarterback. Now, Well, I usually don't like going (laughs) X-Factor with the QB. I usually don't. But the thing here is that he's such a wild card. Here we are discussing wide range of outcomes for some of these players that come in. Man, he's a big wild card here. Like, it's not like Drake May is the X-Factor for North Carolina, okay? Like, it's going to be their defense. We can go to one of their, maybe a Power Eccles. Can he lead the way? Whatever, right? Like, we don't have to do that for some of these other schools that have a top-notch QB. But with East Carolina, when you're replacing someone as 
productive as a Holton Aylers, where here you are with Mike Houston trying to get a new signal caller in place where he could lead the way, then yeah, I think if Garcia can just hold his own, then maybe ECU can do the same thing within their conference and become bowl eligible. But because the wide range of um, production that I think he offers, I am going to go with the QB, even if that is the easy answer. Okay, well, I'm going to flip it over and go to the defensive side of the ball. This is a unit that was stout against the run, but that was skewed because the pass defense was not where it needed to be. And so, um, you know, in that case, I'm going to go with Taylor Jackson slated to start at middle linebacker because he is the quarterback of the defense. And so this is a crew that's going to need to perhaps uh, be on their A game early. I know they only have six returning starters, but this is a guy that's a junior and he's going to need to have that front seven ready to go, keep defenses behind the chain so that the defensive uh, front seven can have a chance to get after the quarterback and help out a secondary that's replacing a ton of guys. They lost their best player through the transfer portal. And so this uh, this defense with the quarterbacks they're going to have to face in the American Conference, they're going to need to be on point. So I'm going to go with the linebacker of the defense, Taylor Jackson. All right, what's up next? All right, so now the best coach in East Carolina history, we've had Steve Logan on, and we've talked about Ruffin McNeil, but who is your pick for that? I think I'm going to go with Ruffin McNeil, and I know Steve Logan is someone that you considered there too, but if you look at what Ruffin McNeil was able to do, one, I'll say when he was fired, both of these guys exited Greenville in the same fashion by a firing. The fan base was furious. They didn't like it. Like, you you know when somebody is fired, usually the fan base will be receptive to that because they want to win right now. You know how fans are, short yes. for fanaticism, and they want to win immediately. The easy scapegoat is usually the coach. But when Ruffin McNeil was fired, that didn't happen. That was not the case at all. And by the way, there were one game in 2015 of being bowl eligible. They were only one game away from that, and that was enough to do them in. And that was just one year after an 8-5 and five season going to the Birmingham Bowl. That was three straight bowl appearances. The one year that he did not go to a bowl game as the head coach of East Carolina after, you know, or I should say before 2015, it was 2011 when they went 5-7. and seven. You've got big-time upsets during that run. I'm going with Ruffin McNeil, even if it's a shorter tenure compared to Coach Logan. I do think Ruffin made the most out of his time there. Yeah, he was an excellent coach for them there's no doubt about it but I'm gonna go with my man Steve Logan that recruited me back in the day but he went to the most bowl games out of any of the coaches that we mentioned he went to five of those boys and I felt like that he was really a guy that carried that East Carolina flag like he was a true pirate I just remember under his tenure uh, he was a guy that was definitely out there and 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 bucking against the trend and as he said he was engaging in guerrilla warfare he was out there banging the drum for East Carolina and and he really went hard for them and so as I said led them to the most bowl games even though he didn't have the most success in those bowl games he was two for three but I'm still going to go with Steve Logan as East Carolina's best coach so that is part one of our team week East Carolina segment for today with some rapid fire questions we're going to get back to them later walk the plank and maybe we'll see if we put walk on the plank and if he answers right or wrong then he might just have to go into the drink what do you think that sounds good to me. That sounds great. <laughs> Perfect for me. All right. Well, when we come back, it is time to trend. And, folks, I got some juicy topics. The tea is hot. 
on the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's time for you to walk the plane.